Good news. My new book is finally here. It's called Handbook for the Heartbroken, A Woman's Path from Devastation to Rebirth, and you can order it now wherever books are sold. I wrote this book after the five-year span between 2016 and 2020 when I experienced serial heartbreaks that rocked literally every area of my life, my health, relationships, money, career, social status, and even my very sense of self. And along the way, I really got to experience firsthand how dysfunctional our culture's relationship is to loss. I saw how we live in a heartbreak illiterate world that's obsessed with success and shackled with isolation and ignorant of how valuable our suffering can be for our growth and our evolution, not only as individuals, but also as a collective. So this book expands the conversation around loss beyond just breakups and bereavement, although we definitely cover those two, in order to include falls from grace of all kinds, personal, professional, and collective. So whether you're experiencing hardship now or know you have past hurts that are holding you back in certain ways and still need healing, this book is here to support you. It's also a great book to gift to clients, family members, friends, just other women in your world who are going through a challenging time. It will show you that it's only through fully turning toward your heartbreak with support, courage, and compassion that you can heal. So within the loving pages of this book, you will have full permission to fall apart and slowly, organically find your way back to greater wholeness. I'm truly excited to share this with you. It was not a joy to live this journey, but it really was a joy to write it. And you can find it again wherever books are sold and the audio version of the book is available as well. If you would like some gifts to accompany you on your heartbreak journey, you can get those at handbookfortheheartbroken.com. Those are free. Whenever you order books, you can just send in your invoice or your receipt and we'll send you those accompanying gifts. Enjoy. I did something the other week in my business that I've never done before, and that parts of me feared that others, like yourself, would maybe view as being flaky, and I say that in air quotes, but what was really happening was a much deeper creative process below the surface that has been quite revelatory and rich for me as I have explored that further. So much so that I wanted to take some time today to let you in on what has been going on both inside me and behind the scenes in my business. Because the truth is we all find ourselves in the messy middle when we're creating and when we're in transition. And my hope is that today's conversation will help to normalize and validate that and perhaps even get you excited about the magic that chaos can bring. Welcome to Herself, a space for women to have deep conversations about the intersection between spiritual entrepreneurship and fulfilling your potential, so you can become the woman you truly are in every area of your life. After being in business for over two decades, I've learned, as you likely have too, that as you grow your business, your business grows you in unexpected, often challenging, yet miraculous ways. Here, we'll talk about how to get out of your own way, so you can grow a business that's abundant and sustainable while allowing you to be a force for good in the world. I'll give you simple, actionable strategies as well as wisdom and inspiration to help you root into your wholeness, lead from your values, and work in ways that feel deeply aligned so you can bring your true self into the world through your business and in every area of your life. Hello, friends. Welcome back. And today is the first official episode here on herself. We're shifting the podcast from a IFS and women's spirituality focus to IFS and women's spiritual entrepreneurship. So you're going to be, you're going to see the new cover, new intro, new outro, whole new energy. This is now categorized under business and entrepreneurship in your apps. And I'd love to hear how how you're enjoying this new podcast as we move forward with it. And these changes also illustrate a larger shift that I'm experiencing both within myself as a woman and throughout my business. And today's episode is also going to 
go into this in more depth, but I initially spoke about this new direction that I'm moving in, in an episode last month, episode 138. And to help me with this transition, which I'm focusing on very intensively throughout the fall. So until the end of 2023, I welcomed a marketing director to my team, Helen Hunter McKenzie. And Helen is also here with us today to have a more extended conversation about this. And what instigated this conversation today in particular was that last week, actually it was about 10 days ago from the time of recording this, we did something really unexpected and unprecedented that speaks to the heart of what this transition is about. And I thought it would be helpful for you to hear about this process because likely the things that we're talking about are things that you have been grappling with yourself in, in your own business and in your own life. So I want to welcome Helen to the conversation. Hi, Helen. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Thanks for being here. And I look forward to this conversation. We've had conversations off the record about it, and now Mm -hmm. we can have one that's actually recorded for people. But to lead us in, I wanted to start off with a personal check-in. So I invite you to share with us where you're joining us from today and how you're doing right now at the levels of body, heart, and mind. Love it. Um, I am joining you from San Diego, California, United States, obviously. Um, (laughs) It's beautiful here right now. We're enjoying a a nice little reprieve of our warm weather. So we're getting a little bit, we don't get super seasons here, but we get enough of a little fall um, change. And I am doing well. I have, I have a lot of, um, just briefly say again that, you know, what we talked about right before we got on that I'm having a lot of, uh, changes in my personal life with my son leaving the house. And so I think in heart and mind, I am a little bit scattered and also a little bit feeling bittersweet about some of the changes in my life. Um, feeling pretty good in my body right now, feeling rested. Um, I just got over COVID recently, so I'm still feeling a little bit of the after effects of that, (laughs) but otherwise I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good. I love the check-in. How are you feeling, Sarah? Yeah. Thanks, Helen. Yeah. I'm feeling, I'm feeling really good on a lot of levels. I I feel like, and I've spoken to you some about this and my listeners know about it as well, but I feel I've been in different stages of transition pretty intensively for the past several years. And I feel like things are really landing more deeply in place now. And that feels really good because this has been a process of coming into deep alignment and it feels really good just to feel my life that is really my life by design and and it's not it's nothing really fancy or complex but just just the simplicity of my day-to-day life I'm really enjoying so I'm feeling a lot of fulfillment with that and I'm also feeling increasingly just at the global level with the latest violence and beyond tension that's happening between Israel and Palestine. I think just over the weekend, I was able to sink into that a bit more and mm-hmm. just the atrocity of what's happening there and the impact that the massive impact that this has on the whole world. And I remember I subscribed to Marion Williamson's Substack, and I remember when the war broke out in Ukraine, how she said this really disrupts the post-World War II world order and kind of sets a new precedent. And, and I feel like this piece that erupted last week takes that to a new level and really brings into question what's what's this going to be like for not only the people who are there, especially the innocent civilians, but also the larger world. So just sitting with Mm -hmm. the juxtaposition of those two things of feeling really fulfilled in my personal life, 
and concerned and present for what's what's happening to us globally on a number of levels. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah, while we're speaking and- about, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, it's really, we're, we're living in a really interesting time too, because the things that are happening and the way that they're being shared via social media and the way that, you know, people are expressing themselves and their opinions and the way that, you know, the way that news is shared and spreads, it's adding to the conflict, if that makes sense, right? It's like, I guess for me, especially as a person who's really focused on messaging, I'm finely tuned into how important it is that messaging be, I shouldn't say messaging because you can't message a a conflict like, you know, the recent, um, you know, atrocities that have happened, of course you can't, but there's so, there are so many, I mean, here in the U.S., we have such differing opinions and a lot of it is shaped by the kind of messaging that people are receiving about what's going on. So I feel like I, you know, my focus is always on what is a way that we could help people touch into the reality of situations versus what they're interpreting it as because of what they already kind of came to with confirmation bias, went to their chosen media, got that confirmed for them. And now they're saying, here's what's happening. In other words, there's, it's, there's never just one thing that's happening. There's what's happening at the level of reality. And then there's the way that everybody's interpreting it and the, the subsequent polarity that's happening in our societies is just being magnified by the way that news is consumed and spread all over social media. Yeah. yeah, it's a really complex situation right now. It is. It is. And I think also when I was talking about this juxtaposition between my my personal life and the collective reality, it does intersect in what we're talking about here today because I feel like business is really a place where those two realms intersect, where our personal day-to-day reality intersects with the flow of the world and can be can be a vehicle to impact that in in a positive way absolutely yeah absolutely that's you know i mean that's a lot of what we're we're developing in your business too is your ability to to help impact more women entrepreneurs in that way too i mean i know that's one of the values of my business and how I work with people and all of my clients, like that's, you know, those are the kinds of clients that I like to work with the most are people who are, who aren't just looking for an end goal of profit. Not that there's anything wrong with that. And I'm fine with businesses that do that, but that there's that deeper purpose and that deeper value of wanting to impact the world through your business. Because I do believe, yes, like you said, it's a, business is such a, like entrepreneurship is such a catalyst for your own internal growth. As I know, we're going to talk about a little bit. And then it's, you know, that, that finds its way out in the world as an expression of you through your business and impacts other people's lives in that way. If you, if you let it do that. Right. I totally agree. And as I was, when I decided to make this shift, in early August, right? Literally the first day of my, my sabbatical, I had a mentoring session with my longtime, one of my longtime business mentors, Hiro Boga. And I've only had, I've only had a few sessions with her. I've taken all of her online courses, but only a few sessions with her over the past 10 years. And each one has created a huge ripple effect in a positive way and has stayed with me for years. And so in that session, it really came to light that it was time for me to shift my focus from this wider umbrella of women's spirituality to more specifically spirit, women's spiritual entrepreneurship. And as I was reflecting on that over the month of August, one, I was working with the surprise of that, even though I'd been working with that 
subpopulation under my larger umbrella for several years. But in terms of my own self-identity, I think that I always saw myself as being more of a spiritual teacher or mentor. And there was some surprise of that I was moving more exclusively into the business realm. But then it also, I saw it was also made a lot of sense because I love business. It's a huge part of how I spend my time studying things and just learning new things to integrate into my own business. It's, it's a passion of mine, but also feeling into where the world is going and where's the place that I can have the most positive Im- influence or where's the space where I can be of most service. And because so many women, spiritual women are, have moved into entrepreneurship much more so than when, when I first started out online in, in 2008, I see that there, there's a possibility for a lot here in this field to support mm-hmm. women in, in doing exactly what, what we're going to be talking more about today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because we have so much economic uncertainty too, of course, you know, as a result of all of these conflicts. And I, I've been now in business for myself for 12, you know, a little, a little over 12 years. And it's so interesting, your mindset changes over time that you can't even fathom the idea of, to me, you're just, it's such an empowering thing to be able to create your own economic situation in your business and not be at the mercy of, and that isn't a, that isn't a um, criticism of corporate life or being in corporate life. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just for some of us, that isn't what we've chosen. And it's, to me, it offers that measure of um, not not necessarily certainty because there's always uncertainty when it comes to economics. But you, it's a, an an empowerment, a level of empowerment. I think that you don't have when you're sort of like in this market where you're kind of a commodity in the market, but you place yourself as the source of your economic prosperity. So. One of my first business mentors called it being a self-generating cash machine. And she was teaching me, <laughs> she was just really coaching me that I needed to become that for myself. So it's like, I need, I need money. So I got to generate it. Here's how to generate it. Yeah. It's an important skill to have. It's amazing how many people we aren't raised with that skill. Yes. We're raised with the skill of going out and getting money from someone else versus being the generative source yes of our of our prosperity so i don't want to skip ahead hopefully we're not hopefully i'm not skipping ahead too much into what you wanted to talk about you're not but (laughs) i want to speak to so you're helping me with this transition and i want i really want to validate that transitions are messy I, I don't think there's any way that they cannot be messy and messy not in a bad way but there's there's a certain level of creative chaos that happens with transition and just physical reality chaos that happens. You know, we just think about if you're moving into a new home or something, there's, it's it's a chaotic process, things getting relocated. And so we're doing that in my business. And the first piece of this transition that we were working on was my becoming whole program which I created last year to help bring the work that I was doing in one-on-one containers with internal family systems to help to bring that to a wider group. And that also included the inner critic cure immersion, which, which leads women into becoming whole. And we were under a pretty tight timeline for this because you and I started working together the end of September about. I think, yeah, it was, the, yeah. yeah. And we were going to get in, we got in motion with this in early October and you got COVID as you mentioned, and thank goodness you're okay. And it was a bad case. Yeah. It was a bad case. A lot worse than I thought. I thought, oh, it'll be like a cold. And yeah, exactly. It was ridiculous. And I was leading a retreat. And so just a lot of things got compressed into just a very short period of time to get this out, but, but we did it. And I felt really good about what we created and we we created the first piece. We created the inner critic cure 
And it felt really aligned to me. And I was telling my, my partner, Chris, once we created it, I said, it's sometimes creations get in my work, get to a place where I feel like there's, they're singing a little bit. There's like a certain, certain energy to them. And I felt like that program page got to that point. Cool. Yeah. So then we put it out there and on a Wednesday and a lot of vulnerability came up for me. And I think I shared with you in a team meeting that I was up in the middle of the night and one of those first nights that we opened registration, feeling this incredible vulnerability, the vulnerability of this transition and feeling a lot of the unknown of the uncertainty, which I've had a lot of flavors of over the past several years, a lot more than I, than I prefer to have. This was a lesser degree of it, but it was still coming up of just, and I, I think it's an inherent part of entrepreneurship as well, of just not knowing how things are going to go and putting something out into, into the world that feels really true and right to me or to oneself and having no idea how the world is going to respond to it. And so we shared, we put it out on Wednesday and I was starting to feel by the end of the day, Thursday, that for whatever reason, this wasn't a good fit and that we could move forward and it would be fine. It would, it would, it would be a good experience. I, I had offered this once in the spring and it went well, we, we up-leveled it and tailored it for this spiritual entrepreneurship population, but it felt like it was going to be a lot of work to really get it to where it needed to be. And most of all, it just didn't feel like it was kind of the thing that I'm supposed to be creating right now. And so I, by the end of the day on Friday, I got really clear that I, the right course of action was to pull that from just to pull it off the market and go back to the drawing board. And I messaged you and my other team members and I, that felt vulnerable too, because we had all just put so much work into it. And just to tell you, okay, when all that work is forget about it, we're not doing this. And do you want to just share how that landed with you? Yeah, absolutely. Because I, my first thought when we put it out, um, like, I love how you said that you, you get that feeling of like something singing to you a little bit and having sort of an energy for me, it's kind of like butterflies in the stomach. Like if I'm reading my own sales page for something, let's say, and I feel this actually was the tagline of one of my marketing programs is to create products and services so delicious. You want to buy them yourself, you know, and literally people would go through my program and and say, oh my gosh, it happened for me. You know, I created a program and I, I like, I want to sign up for this. Right. So I'm even kind of getting goosebumps as I think about that, that sensation, which I bet people can relate to. And to me, it just, it's when something really clicks, you feel it. It's a felt for sure, an energy that you feel about your offering. It's something you can't even quite describe to people, but it's a, it's an aliveness. And then conversely, there's these things that you that, you know, and that, that, that it can change just like it did for you. For instance, when you put something out there, like whether it's for myself or for one of my clients, I'm always wanting to sort of tap into the energy of where, where is it landing? And there's different ways that I will respond to those things. Um, if it's, if it doesn't seem like it's landing at all, you know, there's one way to respond. If it seems like it's landing, but you need something, you're still feeling aligned with it, but people aren't necessarily responding to it. There are things you can do with the messaging or even looking at the offer itself. But I really felt um, when you messaged me, I wasn't really that surprised because I was feeling the energy of it not necessarily landing in all ways, right? So kind of like I just said, if it, if you, if the person who puts it out into the world still feels like really aligned with it, but it's not landing with the people who are receiving it, then there's certain actions that you take. But if you feel like both sides are kind of like the energy is not connecting on both sides, I, th I think you made a really wise decision. So my, 
instant, as you know, kind of response to you was, yeah, I think you were really wise to do that. And I think it's really brave because it can be very difficult to put things out there and then also think everyone's going to think I'm, you know, flaky or something if I pull this immediately. And I feel like it's so, you know, it's like one of those growth opportunities for us as entrepreneurs. It's kind of like we were just talking about being the source of your prosperity. You also, a lot of us, because we're raised to, you know, go to school and read a book and then summarize it in the way that the teacher wants it summarized, like whatever it may be or whatever subject it is, you know, take it and put it into the form that somebody else wants it in. It's very much ingrained in us that like, you know, there's a rule book or there's a, a metric that we need to meet. And so we bring all of that into our businesses. And when we're faced with the opportunity to be empowered as entrepreneurs and make these decisions, like, I don't care what anyone's going to say about this. It doesn't feel right to me. That to me takes a lot of bravery and a lot of people aren't willing to do it. And they will go forward and create something that doesn't necessarily, you want that alignment, both with it serving the clients and students who sign up for your offer and also for you. Like, honestly, when I work with people who have a quote unquote successful launch, and then they say, oh my gosh, I can't believe I have to deliver this thing. That to me is just a sign of an opportunity for growth for them, right? I'm not, I don't want to criticize anybody at all by saying that. It's like my heart goes out to that person because I also know how that feels. And it doesn't, you know, to find that alignment where what you're creating, again, really serves the people who are, who it's meant for, but it also feels fulfilling to you and you enjoy delivering it and you really want to follow through. You don't just want to close enrollment and then take a big break and dread, you know, actually delivering the content. That's a fine line to balance. And it does take courage and bravery to determine an alignment, you know, to determine where that fit is for you. So I thought it was a great decision on your part. I fully supported it. <laughs> And do. Yes. And it's, and it speaks to, it speaks to where I am in this season of my life and kind of my own soul's, my own soul's evolutionary process. Cause I have done a lot of launches and programs and things from a place of obligation, not 100% obligation, because I always put a lot of care and intention and impassion into what I do, but there certain times there's been greater level of obligation than I would like to have there. And so in the rebuilding of my business, which I've been in after really dismantling it about five years ago and rebuilding it, starting rebuilding it a few years ago, one of my guiding lights has been, this has to feel really good for me. And it can't, like, like you said, it can't just, it just can't just serve the women in my programs. It needs to first and foremost, really, really feed me and also to allow for more ease and sustainability and spaciousness in my life and in my work, because I don't, I don't want to have a business that's super complex with a lot of bells and whistles where I'm constantly recreating the wheel and I knew that what we're here creating together over these several months with this transition, I want these to be things that I use over and over and over again. And so if, if this was the first piece of what we were creating that I was to, to use over and over and over again, if it doesn't feel like a 100% fit on, for my students and for me, then it's not, gonna, it's not right. And so I really appreciated your your understanding of it. And I think that also speaks to why we're working together. One of the reasons why we're working together is we both hold these perspectives of the importance of marketing and the importance of this like deeper soul alignment and sustainability. Yeah. And I think there's always a way, you know, someone could be listening and think, okay, well, um, that sounds sort of one-sided, let's say, you know, 50 people signed up for this thing and they were really excited to get this content. What about them? And I think it's a process of always 
again, staying tapped into the energy of that offer so that you understand, for instance, if 50 people signed up for it and they were really excited about it, but you weren't feeling alignment, is there something else that you could offer them? So if that had been the case, for instance, you know, you might've approached it differently and said, maybe I need to reshape the offer a little bit. So it comes, it's always, you know, reminding yourself that you have the power to choose in any moment how you're going to create that alignment between what your clients need, your clients and students and what you need, and that there's always a creative way to do both. So, you know, again, if, if there's no alignment on either side, it's like perfectly fine to just cut the ties and say, okay, we're going to move on. But if you do have, for instance, say one of those entrepreneurs that I've worked with, you know, in the past clients that I've worked with who, who felt like, I don't really don't want to deliver this content. Then it becomes a a process of, okay, well, you have all these people that are eager to receive this. What can we do? How can we stay in that alignment and maybe shift things around a little bit? Because I've seen absolutely people be um, like, they may have just signed up for something because they felt the energy of the person. I've had it happen with me sometimes, you know, I've put a program out there and people have said, I'm not even really sure what this is, which is, almost terrible to admit since I'm (laughs) a marketing person. Um, But, you know, but again, it comes down to that energy. And so I've had people sign up for things and go, I'm not even totally sure what this is, but I just really wanted to be a part of it. Right. So you, so there's always that flexibility and it's really just staying in that flow and that sort of fluidity around the energy and reminding yourself that you do have the creative sovereignty to choose what you want to do at any time. Again, it's not like being in corporate America where here are the rules. Or for instance, in my previous career, I worked um, in med tech pharmaceutical where everything was FDA regulations, FDA rules and stuff. And so I love to dance in that space where you can do whatever you want. It's not about following the codes, you know, it's about, well, it's about following your inner codes, I guess, if there are any, so And that's, I think that that's really the heart of it is coming or staying or returning as much as possible to that state of deep listening. And that's where our own practices, whatever practice we practices we have to just settle ourselves, to ground ourselves, to tune out all the messaging, all the mark, all the marketing messaging, all the business messaging, all the voices, and just tune into what what is the the true next right step for me and for my business right now? I think that's really essential. And trusting ourselves, trusting our inner guidance. And there's a fine line between because I'm I really value consistency and being reliable and having people feel like they can count on me, and also giving myself permission to change my mind. And I think there's a way to have both and, mm-hmm. but it, it can be, it can be a sensitive dance to have, to have both. And which was part of why I wanted to have this conversation more publicly. And I, I honestly, I honestly don't know how many people even noticed that I pulled the inner critic cure. Like probably a lot of people didn't even notice that because it did it very quietly, but for anyone who did, or if people are just wanting wanting to see more behind the scenes of this dance, I wanted to flesh out this conversation because there's a lot of nuance in it. Yeah. And you know, something you just said, I wanted to kind of like home in on it is consistency and reliability and your people knowing that they can count on you. Part of that is knowing that they can count on you to only be delivering things that are are truly yours to do. So in this online marketplace, you know, where people are just like putting programs out right and left, and some businesses really are just so profit driven that it's really about what's the next offer? What's the next thing in the pipeline? You know, how can we create this funnel where we're constantly selling people on the next thing? And again, not disparaging anybody, but this isn't your model and it isn't the model for people who are who are truly wanting, as we said at the top of this conversation, to create a business that has impact in the world, that is prosperous for the person running it, of course, 
And there's a way to do both of those things, but that really is a force for good in the world. And part of that is that your audience can rely on you to not just be delivering something because you said you would, and it seemed like a good idea at the time, and it was going to bring in some profit for you, that they know that when they sit down to listen to a class from you, when they actually, you know, when you show up to teach them something or to guide them or to mentor them on something that they know that it really is aligned with your heart and your soul's desires. So they're, they're actually receiving something meaningful, not just something that was, you know, a a bottom line number on a spreadsheet to help you make your quarterly sales figures or whatever. I think that's just, you know, it's another way to look at reliability and accountability in a business. Yes. Cause I want people to be able to feel and experience the whole of me. And if, when I'm doing things that I don't want to be doing that, then I become fragmented and then there, there can be resentment. Then there just can be other things in the field where I'm not able to be as gracious or even as inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you're building trust with your audience. You know, your audience can trust you to be only, you know, to be in integrity with your offerings. Then they trust again, that you're not, this isn't just about making money for you. This is about you really transmitting and expressing the true self within you that wants to, you know, that is whatever that message is that you're meant to be sharing, that that's what you're saying aligned to. Yeah. So I, I shared that, I shared that news with you on that Friday afternoon, we pulled the program and then I took the weekend just to take space and to regroup and to more deeply listen. And part of what I was deeply listening to was what have I done in the past that worked well? And that I really enjoyed doing, even if it was several years ago and the marketing and online, the whole online education world is very different than it was then, but just looking back to, to see what I had enjoyed in the past and see what my community had enjoyed. And then also to really listen to what, what was wanting, what was most wanting to come through right now. And I had a lot of insights over that weekend. And then you and I got back together, had a meeting on Monday that where I shared with you a lot of these pieces. And one of the big ones was that in this rebuilding of my life and my work over the past several years, like I shared at the beginning of this conversation, a central theme has been alignment and alignment all the way from the personality level to my soul level. And I felt like with this inner critic cure experiment, that life is giving me direct feedback, that life is really holding me accountable and saying, if you don't do things that are in total alignment, they're not going to work. And whereas maybe in the past I could have gotten away with that, that's not what life is asking of me right now. That's not the highest service of myself right now. And so I really had to ask myself, well, what do I truly want? What, what would really light me up? What would allow me to create with an open heart and not from any flavor of should do this, like, oh, this is a good idea. And people really struggle with their inner critic and, you know, not, 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 those things are important to look at, but starting with just my own heart and my own being. And I also was feeling, I also have been feeling that there is a a bigger energy that's wanting to, to start moving through me, my physical self and the container of my business. And I think it has a lot to do with my new book coming out next May and starting to put this particular piece of what we're creating right now into context with that book and even starting to see, okay, when people are going to read that book, even though we're going to be offering this, these programs that we're creating in these, in the next few months, ultimately after people read that new book, it's going to lead them into this pathway. And what, what, what is the best pathway from that bigger sense? Yeah. And it, you know, it's so interesting because I, I, I think too, um, we can't make the point strong enough that when you decide 
to bring this kind of alignment into your business that it doesn't, that, that decision and that internal um, calibration does not instantly equal everything going the way you sort of envisioned it going. Everything just sort of falling into place and, oh, it's just like perfect. But that actually what happens is you're, you're sort of challenged to stand by that. I don't know, you know, if you're, ch- if I don't, I, I don't tend to hold the idea that like there's some force outside of you that's trying to challenge you and, you know, make you a better person kind of thing, but that maybe it's just those internal pieces that maybe it's those internal selves that need some kind of resolution. So what ends up happening is that you have this thing in front of you and you have this decision to make and it seems kind of counterintuitive and it doesn't seem easy, but that it's in moving through that decision and moving through that challenge that you find, for instance, if, if what you're teaching and what you're helping women find is the ability to overcome their own obstacles and to transmute their challenges into lessons that they can use as the opportunities for the next stage of their business and life, that you have to be able to do that. So you're like living it, right? You, you end up becoming the living proof of it. And if you, if we think that by just by making the decision, that's not going to happen, it's, 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 it sets us up to feel like we're doing it wrong versus being able to see it and go, oh, this is exactly what should be happening in this moment because I'm, because I need to be able to live my beliefs and live my values. Does that make sense? (laughs) It does make sense. And that's, you know, a lot of the women that I work with, I really encourage them just to stay in action and to keep taking the steps forward towards your vision, towards your intention, regardless of what comes up, because that's, that's the only way, like, that's the only path through. You can't think your way through it. And so with what we've created here, I feel like this needed to happen with the inner critic cure. And that couldn't have happened just by sitting and thinking about it in advance. It had to be an experiential thing. And then that allowed us to pull away some layers and something new was revealed in that, which I think is better than we could have perceived at the, at the start of our conversation of what we were going to create, because it just wasn't in the field yet, because of this other, these other pieces needed to be cleared away first. Right. And that's also trusting the creative process and the, this, that creative chaos that we can be led in these different directions. And I think about in writing my books, just how, how much of those books has just ended up being cut out. And how I can have, I can have like 50,000 words in a book that's just cut out and that can feel like a waste, all those hours that I spent writing those. And there's a lot of beautiful words and stories and teachings there, but ultimately they're not part of the final product, but they helped me to get to the final product. And I think the same is true in this kind of situation. Yeah. It's, I mean, all these different metaphors are running through my mind of like, cooking a meal or creating a painting, you know, all the paint doesn't go on the canvas. All the food doesn't make it into the dish. There's a lot of extra, you know, there's a lot of, um, I don't want to call it waste, but excess. There's a lot of excess of materials that never make it into the final product of any kind of creation. And there's something about, I think the, teaching and transformation industry that makes many of us think that we have to put all of our, you know, idea that every idea we have has to come into form or we've somehow failed it. And it's really not, it's not true at all. I mean, even the human body, a woman's body is, you know, throughout her younger years, like constantly creating and creating the conditions for a child to be born. And then it doesn't happen like over and over again, overwhelmingly over the life, you know, of a woman more often than not, what happens is a child is not created more often than not. What happens is an idea is not created 
you know, what happens more often than not is that you're going to, I mean, with a, I'm not a painter, but I know that artists create a lot of paintings that they don't, that never see the light of day. So it's part of the process is actually creating the thing and then deciding whether the thing is something that you actually want to put out there and kind of going back to this, like, I I think because it's like words on a page and it's things we're going to say, we don't think of it quite like the extra paint that didn't go on the canvas, but that's exactly what it is. You know, it's, um, it's all part of that sort of messy and, and sometimes chaotic creative process. And it's all good. It's supposed to be that way. And one of the things that became clear to me is that, you know, I, I integrated internal family systems into my work when I started rebuilding my business a few years ago, because that was one of the central pieces of my deep healing and transformation over the past 10 years. And so a lot of what I've offered in this rebuilding time has been really focused on IFS and not so much on the other pieces of my work, the larger umbrella of women's spirituality that I've been steeped in for the years prior. And again, this course becoming whole was very much just an IFS focused course. But one of the things that I realized through this process and our conversations is that what's wanting to come through now is more of an integration of those pieces where, where IFS is a part of it, but it's not the whole thing. And it's much more integrated into all the other practices and things that, that I've been doing to help me to rebuild my life after devastation. And so I saw that the course that, that all of this is going to lead into becoming whole, it's not meant to be becoming whole. It's meant to be something different where that is, a, that is one piece of it, but it's not the whole, the whole thing. And this, I'm just feeling into if I want to say what the name of the course is, or if I want to wait <laughs> Share it. I was wondering. I was wondering if you were going to say it or or wait too. I think like maybe wait. I want to wait. Yeah. To share I think the name you of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this new course is it's different than becoming whole. But becoming whole is a, is an important piece of it, and it's it's really about creating ourselves, our lives, and our businesses new, either if we've gone through immense hardship, like I did, or if things are just not feeling totally aligned, we need kind of like a retuning or just a resetting. Yeah. So that things can feel deeply true to us all the way, all the way to the core. Yeah. I feel like sort of a subtle distinction is it's acknowledging you already are whole and it's kind of uncovering parts of yourself that are there as part of that wholeness that you not, that you have not necessarily brought forward. And I think that's sort of the, the subtle shift in focus. Um, and, and I think uh, it's, yeah, go ahead. (laughs) No, go ahead. Go ahead. And also I think just like really tactical, practical pieces of how to bring yourself and your life and your work into more alignment. Yeah. So it's like those inner practices, but it's also really like these really tangible day-to-day life practices and tools that I haven't Mm -hmm. taught before in this way. Yeah. Cause I, what I really did was I looked back and just really thought like, what have I done specifically over these past several years that have allowed me to get from where I was to where I am now to where I am with like at the start of this conversation of just feeling this deep fulfillment, this deep alignment, it's nothing fancy. It's, it's super simple, but it's very profound. And really looking at what what are the exact pieces that led me here? And yes, IFS is a big piece, but there are many others too. And 
also like, what are the next steps after my book, which is about heartbreak and helping you to heal from heartbreak, but then how do you actually rebuild, rebuild from a firmer foundation? I just have so to say, cause you're, I, I've read some of your, as you know, you sent me, you know, your book and I've read some of it and it's, it's just, it's incredibly relatable. I think for so it's going to be incredibly relatable for so many people to your story is unique to you, but the concept of going through difficulties. And like you said, I think it's so important to establish, like, how do I not just like survive that and say, Oh, thank God that period of my life is over. And I can, you know, in some way, maybe just go back to being who I was before. It's really, what did that show me about what my next steps are and what the next stage of my life is about? And I think that's something it can either sort of just happen to you or you can engineer it. You can be intentional about it. And I think that's what you're, you know, those are the tools the through your experiences and through the skills and tools that you've learned over the years that that's what you're offering people is like an actual set of practical tools and steps that they can take to be more intentional about creating that next step for themselves. Exactly. And doing that in community, because I'm really excited mm. to, to teach this in a program, a live program for us to come together and support each other in this process so that we don't need to go off and do it by on our own. I mean, you can, if you want to, with this course, you will be able just to do it on your own if you want to, but there's also really harnessing that power of the collective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so important to know we're not alone to be able to, um, because I know I've experienced significant hardship in my life too, as I've shared with you, you know, different than yours, but your story speaks to me in, in such a visceral way, because I've been through things where, um, when you're going through it, you can feel incredibly alone and you can feel judged by other people. You can feel like the people in your life are wondering why you don't have things together the way that you should kind of thing. And just being in community with other people who can, you can be able to say like, oh, these incredibly smart, talented, accomplished women go through the same kinds of things that I go through. Wow. Okay, cool. I'm not, you know, there isn't anything wrong with me. I'm not broken. This is, and not in that sort of weird, I don't know. I, I think a lot of people talk about, um, they have kind of their rags to riches stories, but it always feels very much like one day I woke up and everything, you know, changed. And that's not really how it works. It can be very much a process of, you know, it can take an entire year for something to really begin to shift for you. I think it can go a lot faster when you have the right tools. But again, it's like that feeling of not being in it alone and the feeling of relatability with other people is so important. And I think that's an, another reason why the community is so valuable for something like this. Yes. And even this transition that I'm going through in my work right now, normally I would just be doing this by myself, you know, maybe with one or two team members, but it's also really nourishing to be able to do it with you and with my team. And that's also this feeling of this bigger energy that's wanting to move through where it's like, it's not just me, it's, it's more than me. And it's creating things that, that I can't create by myself that, that need to be created with in partnership with others. And I've, it, and it's also easier and it's more enjoyable. It's more interesting for sure. Yeah. Because even, even, even all this, that's all this is coming to light because we're doing this in partnership. Yeah. And I love how you say partnership too, because I think it's so important. Like over the years, I've had a variety of different kinds of clients and the, the most, to me, the ones who flourish the most in their businesses in all ways, you know, prosperity and fulfillment are the ones who see their work with me as a partnership and not as a, just tell me what to do. What's the formula for this when it comes to marketing and messaging? Um, 
even branding, you know, which, which I've literally had people ask me like, which photo do you think is going to work better on this Instagram post kind of thing? And it's like, it really doesn't come down to, I mean, not that I, I, I love being able to advise people on that kind of thing, but when somebody's asking me like, which one's going to work, like which thing is going to, you know, work. And it's not a partnership. It's like a person abdicating their power to somebody else. And when we're collaborating and co-creating, it, it truly is. You, you, you've seen me make comments in our Google Docs together, kind of like, you know, I don't know, this probably needs some refinement or what is this, you know, take a look at this and let me know what your thoughts are. It's definitely not a process of here's the, here's the marketing formula. Here's the copy that always wins people over. It, it truly is a partnership between the two of us. And what comes out of that partnership is greater than either one could create in a vacuum and with your whole team, you know, I mean, you've got other people who are helping you in multiple ways in your team. So. Yeah, I think it, and that, that's also one of the central themes in my program. She serves is you know, entrepreneurship is a, ch- can be, is a challenging road. It's, it's very rewarding. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for anything, but it's, it is much better when we do it with other people, with support, with community. Yeah, absolutely. And if we're to leave the listeners today with some closing words and action steps, first, keep your, keep, um, what is it? Keep your eyes peeled or keep your ears open. One of <laughs> oh, yeah. like that. Yeah. or what's coming on the heels of the inner critic cure. We're going to be announcing that a week from today at the end of October. And then this new course that's coming out right after that. And we're working on those now and I'm really excited about them. Yeah, me too. And some invitations for, for you, for your next steps as you're listening is, you know, where in your life and in your work, do things feel out of alignment and, and acknowledging that there are seasons when we do, when we need to do things that don't feel aligned, like there, there is a season for everything. And this is, this is the season that I am in where there is a privilege of being able to let go of things that are not fully aligned. But I did, I did things that I felt like I had to do at different points along the way in order to get here. But within the context of where you are right now, what's, what's feeling aligned, what's feeling like a deep yes, what's really lighting up your heart and where is more trust needed in the creative process that you're in? Because we're always creating something. Yeah, is I there think anything that's else that you would incredible. add? Yeah, no, I would just say, you know, I would, I would sort of add a layer to that of like that trust comes from, I guess this is the other piece. I would say, you know, again, with, with the clients who are really, who really sort of take off is knowing that no matter how anybody else is doing something, it's completely okay for you to do things exactly the way that you want to do them. I personally am a, like, that is my personal approach to life in general, kind of like ever since I was a kid, I couldn't be peer pressured into doing things that I was like, I I don't want to do that. I don't, whatever it may be. Um, And I think it's such an important quality for entrepreneurs to have because all of the people that you see enjoying the fulfillment and prosperity in their businesses, that's what they're doing. So it becomes that process of not saying, oh, what are they doing? Because they're enjoying fulfillment and prosperity. Let me just do the same thing. It's understanding that the underlying principle is that they're doing what feels right and aligned to them. So don't be afraid to put your blinders on. Is the shorter way. I think of it's actually that. essential to put your <laughs> blinders on, and that's something that I've done in the past couple of weeks. Is I, I unfollowed I think fifty percent of the people that I was following on Instagram. I unsubscribed from cool. a lot of email newsletters just to really get in my own zone and not be influenced by other people because there isn't there isn't a one size fits all. There isn't one formula, and sometimes can people can teach that that there is. But it it is about knowing, you know, having marketing know-how, but then also really doing this, this work of deep listening and finding like the sweet spot where the, the two meet. And again, that takes experimentation because who knows how this, 
how this stuff is going to do that we're putting out there. But regardless of how it's received, it feels like a full yes in me. And that, that is just an, a success right out of the gate or even before going out of the gate. I'm excited for you. Yes. I'm excited to be a part of it too. Really. Yes. Thank you for being no. part of it. And thank you listeners for being part of it as well. And I look forward to revealing what we are creating next week. Thank you for joining me today. And remember, change doesn't come from listening alone. I invite you to commit to taking one small or large courageous action after today's conversation. One step you can take if you haven't already is to sign up for my Sunday journal. It's a weekly newsletter filled with inspiration and reflections about the intersection between spiritual entrepreneurship and fulfilling your potential to help you become the woman you truly are in every area of your life. You can subscribe at programs-saravonstover.com forward slash journal. And if you found this podcast valuable, please share it with the women in your world. Also, I'd be very grateful if you'd leave a review. It helps others find resources like this. And I'd love to hear what's coming alive for you after listening today. Above all, keep going and never forget the unique offerings you and your true self bring to the world. Until next time, I'm sending you my heartfelt support.